the enemy is upon us. It's time to dig in, to stand our ground, and watch for the next attack. You're in the Fox with Jason Mark. Hey, welcome back. And of course, you are in the foxhole, as the intro video said. I, of course, am your host, Jason Barker. And today with me, I have Aaron Moss. And oh, what, what's this? We got a surprise visitor. Brian. Hey, what's up, dude? Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you all. Yeah, good timing. We just started the show, brother. So, uh, hey, welcome right. to the foxhole. Thank you. So, I guess uh, since we have a new visitor, a uh, new night of the storm. This uh, hopefully will be on on the Knights of the Storm and the Foxhole and maybe with Angry Tiger. Um, let's uh, introduce Brian. Who are you, man? Uh, well, I'm Brian and, you know, I was been listening to David Knight since around 2020 and it's kind of it. I'm a I'm a Christian and, you know, that's kind of my values and that's kind of just who I am. Nice. I, I really appreciate a lot of the comments that you drop in, uh, especially in guards chat. Um, you drop a lot of insightful stuff in there. Uh, really good stuff. And unfortunately, you have all the hair. I was just about so to say I the guess. same thing. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, we're all bald here. These guys got the glorious hair. <laughs> I think him and Angry Tiger are going to be in competition for the best hair. You know, no <laughs> anyway, well, um, who has the least Moss, man, I didn't want to leave you out. How are you doing today, man? What's going on, brother? Oh man, good. Just just busy, you know, going through the motions, hanging out. Yeah. 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 Other than that, just fine. Hot. Nice. Hotter than hell here, as you know. Well, today, today's show, man, I had a lot of stuff in mind. And I and I'm telling you, I got so upset today. And yes, you can hate me if you want. I watched Fox News. Okay. (laughs) I watched Fox News because I watch Fox News and I watch CNN and I watch in MSNBC. I watch that stuff to see what people are talking about. And um, I, I and I called Mossman. Mossman can verify this. I called him and said, bro, we're doing an off-the-cuff show tonight on something that's just absolutely infuriating me. Okay, so what I saw that upset me, and we're going to talk about uh, what they're not talking about, big picture-wise, tonight. But uh, all they talked about, Fox was about, What's going on with Hunter? What's going on with Hunter? They literally had a press conference from the White House with uh, Jean-Pierre, whatever her name was. What's her name? Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre. She was talking, um, trying to talk about Ukraine. Okay, that's kind of important, right? Um, the fentanyl crisis, which is basically an attack from China on us. Uh, they're they're pushing it across the border through the open borders policy uh, and, and our children are dying. It is a chemical attack on the United States from another nation state. How is this not important? Um, the, of course, the migration stuff and then the economy, which I'm sure Moss and we'll talk about that later, but they literally stopped coverage to say, Oh, well, they're not talking about Hunter. Let's go back to this unimportant crap. <laughs> And yeah. we'll we'll jump in if they talk about Hunter. Who gives a crap about Hunter? The guy did cocaine. You think anything's going to happen? I mean, Mossman, what do you think is going to happen to, to President Biden? Gonna, yeah, I don't think anything's going to happen to any of them. I mean, we can speculate until we're blue in the face, you know, about what they're what they're trying to do behind the scenes. But if we don't get, if we don't understand big picture, then these other little, you know, anecdotes that they like to throw at us that we like, you know, they're whatever they're 
their Congress congressional meetings and stuff. And it'll all be the, the news cycle for 24 hours will be what, you know, whatever, uh, you know, Rand Paul, for example, whatever he says, that's, you know, Oh, did you hear, uh, did you hear what he did? Oh man, he's here. Look at this Rand Paul clip. And then people share it back and forth. They'd be like, Oh yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. Rand Paul's so great. You know, Oh, they're really going to get Biden this time. And it's just nonsense. And it really is. For, it, it, you know, it's a big nothing ever gets done. Nothing ever happens. I don't think anything's going to happen to any of them, honestly. No. And, so, and I want, you know, since Brian's the the new guy here, man, Brian, give us your take on what what you see going on in the news versus what's really important. You know, uh, what, what's your take on all this? They're yeah, so they're just trying to like with the Hunter Biden thing. I think what they're doing is they're trying to look at his drug abuse habits and using that as a distraction from the actual political corruption with the business dealings in Biden. And it seems like they're using the um him being, you know, some crazy drug addict um, to kind of take away from that because they don't really talk about the actual, you know, political corruption that much from what I've seen. And, you know, that's what they'll do with, you know, really any like the supposed declassification with the U UAPs or whatever. They're trying to distract yeah. us with that. Like, it's all like distract yeah, us. I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought that up, Brian. I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the things. Um, Tonight, when I was ranting with Moss, I mean, me and Mossman were going back for about an hour on the phone earlier when I said, we're just going to do this episode just off the cuff. Um, what what do we really need to be worried about? OK, right now is a political cycle. It's a, an election cycle. Um, it's basically like professional sports, wrestling, whatever. Sure. That's where everyone's interest. And then, and then they got to throw the the UAP stuff on top of it. That means that they really, really want to distract us from what is actually going on, which is the ramp up to 2030. Um, I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, Brian, what do you think about what are they distracting us from? I guess you could say. Um, yeah, the whole 2030 thing, you know, the they keep mentioning climate stuff and limiting the emissions and they're slowly encroaching on that. And, you know, CBDC, I saw a couple weeks ago on um, Vaccine Impact, he put up an article about the Fed now and like 50, 57 banks have signed on to, to be a part of that program or something. And, you know, they're slowly moving in the um, the digital prison, as I guess you could call it is what they're doing and they're distracting us with a bunch of sensational type of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we don't, if we can't, I mean, we'd probably just list off the, you know, the most, you know, the most important things. I mean, you know, if we, if we get, if we focus too much, I think this was Jason so upset about is just, if we focus too much on, you know, the, the, the fringe issues, you know, the, whatever the sensational thing is at the time, we're not really, we're not really doing anything. We're not really just, I mean, it's certainly okay to talk about. I mean, we can sit here and talk about whatever we want. Right. I mean, and uh, you know, but as far as, you know, making that, you know, a, a priority in our, you know, in our lives and making that important is, 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 is pointless. And it's just, it, after a while, it just starts to wear on you because you've got, you know, it's upsetting, you know, because you see your friends and your family and all, all these people out here that, that are, are, I would consider to be reasonably intelligent individuals, but they just cannot see through. They just can't see past the, the, the veil. You know, they can't see beyond that. I mean, they're, they'll take all, they know about all these, you know, issues individually, 
but very rarely are they able to, you know, combine those into, you know, into, uh, you know, basically a central plan to, to, you know, knock us all down. Now, when we're the financial system in general, I mean, we, everybody knows, I mean, globally it's happening. So we've got, you know, this massive printing of, of money, you know, globally, essentially, and they, we're just on borrowed time with that. And that's something that is, you know, uh, they know, you know, the, the people in charge know it, you know, uh, I'd say a certain population of the people understand that there's just, it cannot be sustained at the current level. I mean, we're at $30 trillion, you know, in debt. I mean, you can't even imagine a number that big. I mean, it's a massive amount of money, you know, when we're, you know, spending, you know, $800 on, on a square of toilet paper, uh, there's obviously a, a big disconnect between, you know, what, what we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis and the type of money and the type of stuff that they just throw around at, at the government level. So, you know, that's a big one. I mean, we, the, the, the economy is, is, is paramount. What they say, uh, it's the economy, stupid, right? I mean, that's everything. Yeah. So, you know, if people are in general, good standing, you know, they're, they're not behind on their house payments and they're able to get through the day. Most people just don't, not, don't, don't care until it begins to affect them on a day-to-day -day basis when it affects them personally. And, and so it upset, you know, it's, it's super that, upsetting. That's what us. 30 trillion is, by the way. Just yeah. Yeah. 30 <laughs> trillion of anything, you know, I mean, is, is going to be a big pile of, of something, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. And so, I mean, I don't even know if there's, if, if there's that many, uh, pieces of sand on the beach. Like I got, it's, I mean, it's a huge, huge number just to try to wrap yeah. it around, but you know, what they say, it's like a trillion dollars or $3 trillion was enough money. If it was stacked in ones to go to the moon and back. So just distance wise, you know, right. so, um, and that's not uh, end to end. That's like, yeah, I'm not sure it. exactly what it is, but I mean, we're it's talking about the, it's the thickness of it's, it's ridiculous, but yeah, Hey, let's get on to the actual thousand. Yeah. My, uh, miles to the moon. And then, you, you know, however much the thickness is, you know, however many mills or microns or whatever it is, it's just, that's a big one. If So yeah, once they, they, once it crashes, you know, you know, and it's going to basically crash globally. I mean, there's just, there is no solution coming for that. It's that's inevitable, inevitable, just based on the type of monetary system that we have. And so they want to try to, you know, control that. And, and from what I gather, they want to accelerate that process because they've got a deadline, you know, they've got a deadline to meet by 2030. They want all this stuff in place by then, you know, I sort of believe, you know, at the end of the day that, you know, I mean, I genuinely believe when, when, when it's time, when, when Americans or whoever, you know, humanity as a whole, the good people, of this world come together and decide it's, it's time to kick some ass, then, um, then we've, you know, certainly in America, we've always shown up to do that when the, when the time is right. And we always tend to sit around and wait and wait and wait for it to happen. But, you know, if for whatever reason we all get together, you know, like, uh, you know, like World War II or hell, even, you know, 9-11, we all, I mean, there was no, none of this division that we had in 9-11. I mean, September 12th, we were all ready to go kick some ass, you know, and whether it was founded or unfounded, you know, based on. But wasn't that situation. part of the distraction? wasn't that part of the distraction and and i want to kind of get onto the point here aaron I don't, I don't mean to cut you off but um the point of this show tonight is to bring to people's awareness that we are under full-on assault by a handful of people 
the entire Western world is under full-blown assault, and they're using us against ourselves. And, and I just want to talk about something real quick, okay? Um, the U.S. military has made it a point to destabilize nations, and that's what's happening to us right now. That's what's happening to Canada. That's what's happening to all the European nations. That's what's happening to Australia. Um, all of the Western nations are being destabilized on purpose. This is not slight yeah. um, fringe things. You yeah, know, you get the, the LGBTQ the point, stuff. Sure. It is 100%. It is. So I'm going to go through history real quick. So I'm, I'm on Wikipedia right now. You look up United States involvement in regime change because that's what they want is regime change. They do not want us to have our Constitution as it was written, and I would argue that that's not perfect. I prefer the Articles of Confederation because it didn't fund the federal government, and that was the only problem with it, really. Um, and it was more specific on our rights, by the way. Uh, I'm sure Guard could talk all day on that. But um, anyway, I can go down the list. Okay, we had uh, Samoa, Hawaii, Philippines, Honduras, Cuba, Nicaragua, Nicaragua again, Haiti, Dominican Republic, Costa Rica, Germany, Austria-Hungary, Russia, Japan, Germany again, Italy, France. These are all countries that we have, uh, before a conflict or a supposed conflict, we have initiated a destabilization effort in order to bring upon regime change. And I want people to understand right now, that is what is happening right here in the U.S. And we're talking about Hunter Biden doing coke. Like, seriously, we look, look at this. I'm going to share this. Hold on. Let me bring it up. One of the problems right now, we'll talk, this will be our first subject, immigration. Oh, crap. Oh, my God. I have to share it. Oh, I'm having such problems with StreamYard right now. Entire screen. Here we go. Share it. Boom. This will come up in a second. Trust me. But let me know when you see it. I'm having such problems. Here we go. Do these look like people that are starving? Their clothes are cleaner than mine. They have <laughs> nicer shoes than I have. You know? Um, who organized it? Who paid for it? Well, are they know. really walking 5,000 miles in, no. in that pair of shoes right there? No. Right. no. Um, I mean, do you not understand? This is an organized effort. Somebody's paying for it. And why? People talk about oh the democrats want open borders because it's a voting block it's not a voting block no. it is a destabilization effort on our country we are an all-out assault on us i'm sorry i, I told you mossman i'd get fired i'm good dude hey, are, are y'all aware of um a ralph epperson's book i can believe it's entitled new world order and one of the parts in that book it talks about how the like club of rome type people are causing this immigration crisis because in their mind they think that if they get all these immigrants into these western countries they want to make one like homogenized race so they call call it because they think then people will be easier to control because everyone will look the same and there'll be no differences and they'll do that but then they'll stay themselves they won't you know they'll be separate from that and so he talks about that in his book and when you see the immigration that's happening that looks to be like what they want i mean i've seen pictures of like you know government websites put here's what the average u.s population will look like in 2050 and you know everybody looks pretty much the same and 
and it does destabilize and no uh, you're right brian and you know um i went back and forth with uh the high school back in new york when my daughter went there they said she had to take a foreign language now when i went to high school a foreign language was an, an elective you spanish french whatever you know i think that's the only two we had because small town school whatever um but they said no you have to do it so we when we took it it was kind of like a prerequisite to get into college you know go ahead and take your two years of spanish or two years of french and that helps you get into college they made it mandatory in new york and, and i was like what are you talking about and they literally the same concept the homogenization thing they said that um you know spanish will be the number one and they said in five years this is kind of like an acacia cortez uh, prediction about the end of the world right they said in five years um more people will be speaking spanish this will be a spanish-speaking nation and i'm like you're full of shit you're full of right. shit and my daughter ain't taking this crap because she don't want to take it at the end of the day she had to freaking take it i said just fail it if you want i don't care fail it you know we won't we won't hold you accountable for that but uh no that that is that is one thing but i think on the short term what it is it's kind of similar to how they broke up um the the nuclear family by making, you know, you impose the income tax, you take away 25% of a man's income. Now the woman has to go to work and now you have to have, put your kids in daycare. And now, you know, there's uh, financial struggles, which is the number one when it comes to domestic, you know, issues and stuff like that. Finances is the number one problem. Well, the government caused the problem and then they have the solution with the public school system. And, and uh, John uh, Isaac, um, I got his book here. A school world order i won't show it um david interviewed him recently but he talks about all that and and uh that was one thing now now you know that's not enough right it's not enough to like break up our family and make it impossible to live and eat and feed yourself but you're also going to uh oh we got aaron jumping in with some production. yeah that's me i'm just i'm just adding stuff here okay yeah, go ahead good. but i mean that, that my, my thing is that I, I appreciate what you're saying, Brian, and that may be the end state. But in the meantime, this destabilization is what we need to stop. Right. You know, and, and the immigration is one aspect that I have a, a laundry list of things I want to talk about tonight. Uh, immigration is one of them. So um, I, I guess we'll um, we'll kind of table this by saying, um should we be worried about it? And what, what do you think it's really about maybe? And we'll, I guess we'll start with Moss man. Well, yeah. What's the whole immigration shit about? So Sorry for the language. A, yeah. This up. is the, uh, you know, it's the Cloward and Piven strategy, right? I mean, this is exactly what it is here. You know, they were both, you know, they call it the, the weight of the, of the, oh, what was it? I'm just trying to read here. Oh, oh, anyway, I'll have to go back, but yeah, basically that was, you know, their, their whole plan, their whole idea, was to um was to go through you know the strategy cloud and pivot you know forcing on the whatever uh articles focused on forcing the democratic party which in 1966 controlled the presidency um and both houses of the congress to take federal action to help the poor and so you know this kind of goes through the whole thing if you don't know what it is it's certainly worth reading but that basically is an outline of exactly what we're dealing with as far as um as far as immigration is concerned you know there's a lot of different you know individual items that that would be attractive to people but you know it's another one of these you know just one you know one star of the same uh or one corner of the same star basically 
and we've uh i like you say that one corner of the same star because we're all going to wind up with that gold star oh yeah and on one, way or, one way before. or another i mean we may have already you know they probably already have a profile on each and every one of us they just have to turn the switch on you know but they have to kind of slow roll it to the point where you know people will kind of go along with it or the, on the other side of the coin make things so absolutely miserable and terrible for people that they have they just we're begging for it. You know, they want us to well, that, make that's the point. That's yeah, the point of the government. The government is not there to help you. No, the government is there to make your life miserable. So you need more government. Yeah, and I want to get Ryan's thoughts on, on this, um, the fist. as far as immigration and, and how that's destabilizing us, you know, whatever your thoughts are on it, brother. Yeah. My, my thoughts are pretty much what I said earlier. It's just, you know, I don't really, it's hard to say what we can do about it when, you know, the politicians will, you know, essentially do nothing like uh chip roy what gardner showed on his show today when chip roy was grilling the guy about immigration they don't really do anything and so when the people who are you know supposedly supposed to protect the board and stuff aren't doing anything it's kind of hard to say you know it feels like you really can't do anything about it and you're just kind of stuck watching it almost um and that's really where like the frustrating part comes in yeah certainly as an individual i mean we could put pressure on you know put pressure on our you know, all our, our elected officials to actually do something, you know, that's, that's another thing that certainly with Texas or any of these border states, you know, they just act like our hands are tied. There's just, there's nothing we can do. You know, they want to go up there and oh, they grandstand, bro. They're, they're all, they're all flying. Yeah. They, they say nasty things. Look at Trey Gowdy, Trey yeah, Gowdy and, and the rest of them, Ted Cruz, they all get up there and they grandstand. Nothing gets done. But that's the thing. They, Trump was they could twice. Well easily be done. They don't. They don't need the federal government. They don't need Department of Homeland Security to protect the border in Texas. You know, All Texas right. is perfectly capable of going down as Texas and securing the border. So whenever the governor is, you know, says this and that, or the, you know, the any of these people that are in Texas, that they could very easily go down there and put the National Guard on the southern border and stop it if they really wanted to. But they go up to, you know, they go up to the Congress and then they they say strongly worded arguments to the, the people up there. I mean, that whole thing is nothing but a is nothing but a show. It's pointless what they say. Nothing ever comes of it. But they really wanted to do something. Let, let me ask you, since you're talking about Texas and the border and we're talking about immigration. So we did a report on this stupid and I'm going to bring I have it a up problem with immigration. I think immigration uh, is great as long as they follow the rules. You know, I, this oh country God. was built on immigrants. Look at this. So you got these water. <laughs> we did a ridiculous oh, yeah. report. So these water balls. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and I and I hate the fact, and I'm watching them report on this. Okay. So these are little floating balls that, that go across the Rio Grande, right? I heard about this. Yeah. And then if you try to climb over them, they just spin. It's kind of like what did guard call them? The wipeout balls. That's freaking yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we were talking about it. We're like, well, what, the, what what's to keep from swimming under? And uh, I think it was uh, maybe it was Angus or maybe it was you, Aaron, uh, that said maybe there's, you know, wire or something. Well, yeah, they put uh, C wire. And I want to stress it is not razor wire. There is a difference between razor wire and Constantino wire. Constantino wire will snag you. You can only really get cut up by that stuff if you really like try to struggle to get through it. And that's a fact. I've dealt with this stuff. Uh, razor wires is stuff they put on like triple strand on prison walls that will literally slice you like a razor I have way so. different, but they're reporting it. And then the, they're saying, well, it's illegal. And, and Texas can't do that. Says who 
The federal yeah. government is made up of the states. The federal government cannot tell the states what is legal and not legal to do in their own freaking jurisdiction. But we need to stop. It. We need to stop <laughs> looking at Hunter doing his freaking cocaine, and if it's yeah. in the White House or not. Screw that crap. Let's take control at the state level, at a local level. That's what yeah. we got to do. So I'm sorry to rant on that. Well, even even up. before even before we do that, you know, we need to take a a, a good hard look at our own lives and our own, you know, we're not going to be able to fix anything, you know, at a state level or a federal level or any level whatsoever. If we're not right in here and in here, you know, if we're true, you know, if we can't, if we don't know what that's, that's the problem. That's the, if you want to talk about the main problem, the main problem that we're dealing with right now is, is people's in this, you know, this is my opinion. This is how I feel about, it. I'm sure you guys will agree that they've gotten away from, you know, they've gotten away from the, the, the moral and the fundamental, you know, morality of, of what it is to be a, a, you know, a good, a just person, you know? And so we're never going to, how could we expect everybody else to, to do something that we're incapable of doing at our house? And so get yourself in order, you know, get right with God and, uh, and then get your family, get your house in order and just work literally from the very bottom, from the inside out, from the bottom up. And you'll start to notice, you know, certainly if you have a, you know, you, once you get that right, you operate on a different, on a different plane. It, it seems in everybody else, like you're in a completely different world almost when, you know, you know, what's right and wrong and you can stand on it no matter what. You know, you don't have hey, to you know, hold on, Aaron. I want to I want to pause you first because I want to get Brian's take on this. But um, before I hand it off to Brian, I feel that frustration. And and that's what tonight said. I know we're kind of getting laser focused on one thing at a time here. But really, the point was to take a way 10,000 uh, foot step back mm -hmm. to look at it in, in its entirety, like the attack on the U.S. and not just the U.S., but all Western nations. But like you said, once you're awake to that. Isn't it? frustrating to try to talk to other people um to try to to like it's like word vomit to yeah. try to tell them what you know in in like a a casual conversation That's, in five minutes and and uh i'm sure yeah, brian i got uh, so bad that whenever you get a chance here but yeah yeah, yeah we'll come back to, say, to you moss okay. man ahead, yeah, I brian, brian's our guest tonight i want to let brian <laughs> talk about that like what is it like to try to like i guess you could say red pill people um in a in a single setting you know yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, like, especially since I'm young, most people around my age don't really know what's what's going on. They look at TikTok and that's where they get their news from. So when you try to explain stuff to them, they they don't know about it or they'll hear you and listen to you and agree with you. But a lot of people won't go look at it on themselves and, and read stuff and actually take the time to be informed about it to then know know what to do. So, oh, a, a question. You're talking about TikTok and the, the short attention span thing, you know, because we're all trained now to look at this thing, right? Yeah, my screen is dirty. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but um, I would imagine now I talk to because I'm a bit older than you are, you know, uh, not as handsome. But, you know, uh, I talk to people that have a bit more of attention span and we can sit and have a 20, 30 minute conversation um, when they're not glued to their phone. What's it like talking to someone, say, your age? When you try to bring up some, let's say I'm wearing this, you know, awesome new you know, sneak preview, new David Knight shirt coming out. 
Um, Karen was gracious enough to send me a couple of them to, to preview on the shows. But if you were to say wear a David Knight shirt and someone asked you about it, how are you going to get that idea across in that short time span that they're, that that's their attention span now with TikTok and Facebook and things like that? I mean, tell us about what that's like. Yeah, it's just, you know, you try to like when it's I talked with a friend and try to explain to him this left right narrative is really all nonsense and, and they're the same. And, you know, you try to explain the whole Trump thing and how, you know, he really wasn't a good guy. And most people and, you know, the people who are Trump supporters, they're on our side for the most part. They agree with like the fundamental mental issues. It's just they want to support somebody who doesn't really want to do anything about it and just use them to gain power. But you try to explain it to those people and they just don't really want to see it. It's like, they can't fathom that it's really that bad. And so at, I mean, it's really you, hard to, can you actually have a conversation with young folks though? Or are they so like, it's gotta be presented within 30 seconds or their interest is gone. You, I mean, you can have a conversation to a degree. I guess it depends on the people like my coworkers that I worked with them would talk about it. They're not like 100% glued to their phone. So they would, we would be able to communicate with, about stuff, but some other people, it's just, you know, phone, phone all the time or, or they'll just write it off and not want to listen and just totally disinterested. Wow. So it's, it's, I guess it's tough then to actually have that conversation and, right. Right. And, and I mean, I would say that people are not informed. So it's like if if you try to throw them some facts that you've done hours and hours of research doing um, their facts are like a 20 second clip from CNN. Right. And and they right. think that that trumps what you have to say because you don't you're not wearing a white coat with a tie. You know, that's kind of what I get even from the older crowd, um, you know, unless they're like over like 60 or 70, uh, whatever whatever Fauci says that that's that's science, right? Um, whatever you say, you're misinformed. It's malinformation, misinformation, and you could show them the documents, you know, but so I guess it's not that much different really. Right. And Aaron, you had a thought on. Yeah. On this. I mean, as far as trying to get through to people, you know, we've got, uh, I mean, we have to take it on, in, you know, on a individual by individual basis, you know, I mean, we, if it's just a stranger walking down the street, then good luck. You know, it's going to have to be something that um, just basically a, a, a sentence would be the only thing that you could probably use to break into, you know, somebody's and it may have to be sensational at that point. But you just you know, we want we want to be careful that um, certainly with the people that are, you know, in our close circle and the people that we deal with and talk to on a day to day basis or maybe on a weekly basis or even on a monthly basis, but people that we know better than people that are walking down the street, we have to be careful of what we say uh, as, you know, and, and being presented as facts when they are not necessarily facts. They may be suggest, uh, you know, um, subjective instead of objective. So if we, you know, if we present things that say, okay, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, Trump is definitely working with the, uh, the 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 jewish people or he's whatever he's some kind oh, of oh god i'm so tired of hearing that in the chat you know, so it's like, but 
but that's the thing. Like, if, but if we go out and we repeat these things, they very well, very well may be true. I mean, there's some evidence to suggest that you know Kushner and all these people with with all that are, you know, are involved with the Mossad type people. But that's that's just subjective at best. And so if we go around and we repeat that stuff to people, and all it takes is one, all it takes is one of those things. And I've all of us, I'm sure, are guilty of it. I, you know, we've all bought into stories that that were fake, and that's their main. That's one of their main avenues of discrediting us to, to everyone else. They That's their favorite thing to do. They'll go out and they'll put out just completely sensational false stuff and uh, and build it up. And then they're able to monitor what the effect of that sort of propaganda is in real time through social media. And so we just have to be careful about repeating things that are, you know, aren't 100 percent true. And so. If you don't have the receipts, if you don't have the back, you know, the receipts to back up what we're saying, then we have to we have to present things in a way that, you know, you're, I guess, maybe understanding to the other person's um, perspective. You know, they just there's a lot of people out there that just don't get it, you know, and they and maybe they do get it on a, on a some level. But there's also a lot of people out there that just can't face it. You know, they just can't face, you, the, you know, they're afraid, you know, and they they don't. And even worse than that, they don't they can't they don't have the mental fortitude to be able to do this. What we do day in and day out and live this and still, you know, not eat a bullet at the end of the day. You know, you know and, Moss, uh, man, I, I want to address something and, and stepping back again from the 10,000 foot perspective of what's really going on, like a big picture. Mm hmm. Um, the stuff you're talking about right now is also part of the distraction. You know, um, we get sucked into to, to this kind of stuff where we, you know, people want to throw it in, especially with the, with the Jew hating talk. And I understand people have evidence, whatever. I'm not going to go there because I'm not going to throw an umbrella on an entire race or religion. Okay. They don't throw an umbrella over everything, right. over anything. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do that. But <laughs> when we, when we try to like, take our time to like argue with people, then we're getting sucked into that laser focus of one minute thing. And that is part of the destabilization effort. And, and um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, we're going to move on to something else. Cause we, man, we're eating a lot of time here talking about this. I knew this would be a good topic. Um, so immigration. Yeah. I think that we can agree that immigration is definitely, it's definitely illegal. been organized illegal and weaponized. You know, huh? illegal immigration. Well, immigration yeah, is I mean, as long this, as they go by the rules, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. But well, I mean, think about, about this: about hordes of hordes of people, you know, coming over here illegally. That is a problem. And being organized to do so is definitely a problem. Yeah, well, and that's the, that's the key word there is organized. And if you look at the summer of love riots, right, um, we saw over and over again, we saw riots happening throughout major cities almost all of which were blue cities where they allowed these people to do this without being like um, detained or anything like that. And there were pallets of bricks dropped off um, the route. I mean, you know how much organization it does to do like a Thanksgiving day parade in a small town. Uh, it, yeah. It's a lot of organization and coordination that happens. You know, there are community organizers such as well, Obama. I guarantee you, none of those people have flatbed pickup trucks and bulldozers. Well, well do you think if if All I right. was to if I was to spend five grand on a pallet of pavers and told Lowe's to drop it off, where do you want me to drop it off? I have to have a freaking address, right? And there's a receipt there. 
Like you yeah. said, bring the receipts. Where's the receipts? And did Lowe's just say, oh, you know, uh, yeah, I'll just drop it off on the corner of Fifth and Broadway. Yeah, mm -hmm. no problem. In a freaking parking, in a handicapped parking spot. <laughs> and it's just there for, that's exactly where it was dropped off in advance before the parade of rioters. And yeah. yes, they are rioters. They're not peaceful protesters. They were throwing yeah. firebombs and stuff. They're rioters. And it was organized against uh, across state lines by people like Maxine Waters that should be in freaking prison right now for, for inciting riot across state lines. It's a federal offense. Why is she not in prison? And and a laundry list of others. But this was obviously organized just like uh, going back to the immigration, this this is not just a bunch of random people that came from all across the globe and just happened to meet up in one spot and say, hey, let's go walking. Let's go walking. You know, we got clean clothes and we have debit cards that were prepaid and we have cell phones. We have all this garbage that, that happened to work in Mexico, by the way. Their phones happened to work in Mexico. Come on now. And then these summer of love riots. That wasn't preplanned. Follow the freaking money. Who's behind it? And then look at the prosecutors in these cities. They're Soros-funded prosecutors. That's Soros mass. Yeah, that's and the, that's he the thing. is All living things... off of destabilizing entire nations through money right. manipulation. That's so, the step. That's the step you have to take. You have to. You have to know about all of these things. Yes, to that's to, under, to understand. Thousand foot up view because of what's I, going on. On, you know on their own, it doesn't. They don't. They're they're basically meaningless, and it takes you know, all of those things together to eventually come to the conclusion, you know, they're all bits of, of subjective evidence to, you know, to suggest that there's a, a you know, a, you know, a, a secret clandestine people, you know, kind of running the show, puppet pulling the strings. But once you get all of those things together, there, there is no other, there is well, no other conclusion. If, if you, you look wrong. at all of it, if you look at it outside sure. of, yeah. uh, and I want to get to Brian's thought on these, on these riots and if, if it was organized or not and what the point was. But if you look at all of these things individually, you can kind of dismiss it. But when you look at it as a whole and you understand how asymmetrical warfare works, then you understand that we are under attack, not just us, every Western nation, because this isn't just happening in the U S this is happening in every uh, democratic. If you want to call it democratic, we're, we're supposed to be a, a constitutional Republic, not a democracy. But in every democratic-ish nation, this is happening at the same time everywhere. Do you think it's not organized when you step back from 10,000 feet and you look at everything? You look at the financial system. You look at the, the mass riots. You look at the lockdowns. You look at the jab mandates. You look at immigration out of control. You look at all this stuff. Refusal to prosecute criminals. But this poor lady at freaking Lowe's who tried to just grab a cart for somebody stealing some, and this is actually, I've been to that Lowe's. I know that Lowe's that that's out there uh, outside of Savannah where I just came from and she got her ass punched. Sorry for my language. She got punched in the face. Then she got fired. Yet these people walked free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you yeah, think okay. this is not organized? So yeah, back to the, back to the riots. I want Brian's thoughts on the, the summer of love. Um, do you think it was organized? What's your thoughts I mean, on it? It was totally organized. I mean, you had the whole brick thing, and then Project Veritas infiltrated several Antifa uh, meetings, yeah. and they were planning to cause riots and strife everywhere. And it, yep. it's obviously, you know, you couldn't do it all over the country around the same time if it wasn't planned. Like, do you it, think that um, you know Maxine Waters and her her ilk 
um, that came uh, up on national TV saying that you need to fight back and all this stuff. Do you think that they should be prosecuted for inciting? Uh, I mean, they got Trump on it, right? They got Trump for January right. 6th. How right. come the yeah. rest of them? And people oh, yeah, actually died. Unlike oh, January 6th, where Ashley Babbitt was the only one that was killed on January 6th. Everything else was a freaking lie. There were right. people that actually died in these riots. Yeah, I don't think and businesses were destroyed, neighborhoods. Yep. Oh, and look into the neighborhoods, too, because you'll find out that these random peaceful protests were organized. They were organized parade route with stuff to throw set along the way. And they were in what's called opportunity zones. They destroyed all the businesses and they're like a tax break zone um, for minority communities and stuff like that. So they were organized for a reason. And those businesses all went out of business and guess who snatched up all that property that now enjoy uh, pushing their businesses there whether it's a shell corporation or whatever, uh, they're tax free now. Absolutely. Uh, that's Catherine Austin. Don't know that. That's Catherine Austin Fitz is that's her that's her wheelhouse. Um, yep. And uh, but yeah, the you know instead of you know instead of dropping pamphlets from planes, you know they're just dropping comments in our DMs. Essentially, you know it's a, just a different type of you know they used to just drop I mean pamphlets from planes in what uh, you know Vietnam and all these different places World War II quit. You know, you suck. You're, you know, your country's not worth it. Come join us. Come join our side. You know, it's it's yeah. a, it's, a, it's a mind. You know, it, it, they're they're screwing with people's heads. And, and there's some things that just come are fundamental that to people uh, that they've able they're able to establish. You know, time and time again that that people, you know, generally, as a whole, you know, looking at a, a large group of people, you know, sixty percent or seventy percent of people are just going to go ahead and follow whatever the authority figure says, and that's just innate within you know humanity well so, aaron that goes back that goes, that goes back to what what we the one of the first episodes on this show was mm -hmm. how they weaponized um the financial system to break up the family to make us so freaking busy that we can't mm -hmm. pay attention to this stuff that was the root of the problem and and the school system is is at the heart of it because you've got to get the youth right yeah. you got to get the youth to be on board and you know the the people who are smart enough you know, like me and you that are smart enough to see kind of what's going on. Uh, we're busy trying to feed our families. Sure. So like you, you kind of like, it's like the bystander syndrome. You mm -hmm. expect somebody else to do something about it. You know, something's wrong. You assume everybody knows something's wrong, but somebody else is going to do something about it because I'm too busy trying to feed my family right now. Mm -hmm. So I can't really deal with it. And that is by design, hundred percent by design. And it started by breaking up the nuclear family. And it also started an angry tiger would, come on here and, and tear it up by saying they did it through the financial system too, because they deflated our savings, our currency uh, to take away our, our stored wealth uh, to make everything cost more to where we're basically we're slaves. We're slaves to work. You know, we, we should only have to work 20, 30 hours a week to be able to just get by. But, but if you get people working 80 hours a week, they can't even feed their kids. But if you, if you look, if you perspective is everything though, right? So if you, um, you know, if you if you study the Bible and, and genuinely understand what's in there, you know, you know that, that you're going to be OK regardless. You have a you don't have a sense of of the fear goes away. You you can operate on just it's it's a it's a liberating experience once you finally just kind of are able to wrap your mind around everything and realize that, you know, whether or not, you know, whether or not you 
live or die doesn't really matter on this earth. What we're to be focused on is 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 beyond that. So, you know, you can you can disregard and, and discount all of this stuff that they're doing and realize that a lot of it, you know, has to do with, you know, what's, you know, what, whatever came first, whether it be the individual has, has lost their way with God, or it's, um, you know, a, a plan to, to, to happen, but we've got, we've got to get, we've got to get right with, we've got to get right with God. And I'm telling you, you will, people will, will have a completely different outlook on, on everything. I mean, I genuinely believe, and this is just my opinion, you know, I think this is something that absolutely needs to happen. I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a, you know, we've got, we've gotten way too far. We've gotten way off the rails here, you know, as humanity has gone, I mean, we're in a whole nother universe. And so uh, people need to get punched in the face every once in a while or get the shit kicked out of them before they are able to just kind of get realize what what's going on and so i think this is is a necessary thing that has to happen and i'm kind of to the point now where i just am ready to rock and roll you know i mean it's gonna suck it's gonna suck I, I for think, everybody i think a I'm lot gonna... of people a lot of people would agree with you and i i don't yeah. want to see it go there uh, I no, would no, i'm not talking it. about i'm not talking about fighting i'm just talking about you know just being you know i know that i'm gonna be okay regardless it doesn't matter if i have a job it doesn't matter if i do any of those things. If I put my trust and faith in Christ, then I can operate without, without yeah. care of those other things. And so if more people were, were understood that that's the way it is, then we wouldn't be having to, we wouldn't be so stressed out all the time. And so we were, were able to, you know, basically share the, you know, share the, the good word, you know, it's good news, you know, at the end of the day, it's not, it's not bad news from, you know, from, from that perspective. And so, I mean, we just got to make sure that, you know, we we take care of ourselves and our family. We don't want to just take our hands off the wheel in the car while we're driving down the highway and just let Jesus take over, you know. But at the same time, you know, we recognize that that a lot of this stuff, you know, is basically comes back to, you know, basically comes down to that. I mean, a lot of these things are, are foretold. There's a, certainly a ton of stuff in the Bible that 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 alludes to what we're kind of dealing with now, and it and it's it's eye-opening to see that humanity, human nature is always going to be, you know, human nature. And so if we, you know, we, we don't necessarily change the technology, what they use, the tools they use change. But if we don't understand people and, 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 uh, you know, and just humanity as a whole, then, uh, we're going to be in real big, real big trouble. So, yeah. Hey, Aaron, let's let's uh, swap gears here because we we really have we're going to go over. I'm sorry. We're just going to go over because this is such a, a great topic. But um, looking at it from, like I said, 10,000 feet in the air, let's look at everything as a whole, like all of the stuff that we've been shifted from this thing to that thing to the next thing to the next thing. And now it's about Hunter Biden and, you know, cocaine, whatever. Um, so immigration, I think we can all agree that that was obviously organized and someone paid for it. The summer of love riots organized. It was paid for. Um, let's talk about, and, and I'm going to let you go last on this one. Uh, the COVID lockdowns. Um, I want to let uh, Brian talk about your take on what was the point of it? Because obviously uh, when we look at, especially with the Amish and, and other communities, we look at the, the stir just happened and there was no 
what what do you call it? What do they call it? a mega spreader event, super spreader event? You know, all these things. It shows us that that was all bogus. So what was the point of the lockdowns? I know Aaron, I know your opinion on it, Aaron. So I'll let you go last. But Brian, what do you think that was all about? This COVID lockdown garbage. Well, I will say the lockdowns, it was really interesting because before 2020, I didn't really pay attention to politics like I do now. But COVID started happening and I saw it in China, right? The first couple of weeks. And then I saw, you know, what did you, what'd you think about that? Did you buy into it? And I hate to interrupt you, but I just want to know, did you buy into like the people just falling down in the street or did you? Well, at first flags? I was kind of thinking like, okay, they're saying it's a virus. Let's just see what happens and not freak out. But then as the week, couple weeks went by and you look at the death rates and then you compare that to just the population in Wuhan and how small it was and compared to it, you could just see it was like total BS. And so then when the lockdowns happened, it was just kind of like, what, what is going on? What are they trying to do? And then that's when I started looking into everything and you could just see they, you and I like would have been good friends back then because I did the same thing. I looked at death rates and, and it didn't jive. It just mm -hmm. didn't jive. And they had to take away from people dying from heart attacks and, and, you know, heart disease and strokes and cancer. They had to take those numbers away and add them to this mysterious pile to get the numbers. And that's kind of what you saw, right? Right. Nice. And it, with the whole overarching thing, it just seems like they want to habituate us to getting used to being locked down because even – even before the lockdowns rescinded, you you saw articles from mainstream news sources. Oh, look, the wildlife is going back into the cities. This could be the solution for climate change. And so yes. it just seems like they want to habituate us to in a state of lockdown and not lockdown and just be used to it in, in that way. And then the government having essentially total control over everyone's lives. It's kind of like we were being nudged into something over the past 20, 30 years with, um, you know, Captain Planet and our rings combined, you know, let's recycle who yay. Um, and, and this was just kind of the kick in the butt to get us a little closer to 2030. And, um, you know, with that kind of what you were talking about, um, what do you think the end goal is like to, to, to push these lockdowns and, um, you know, on top of the other stuff we're going to talk about, but just the lockdowns in particular, what is the end state? What are we being conditioned for? Probably for like the whole new world order, digital prison, CBDC system. And that just seems like what the end goal is that they want. Total control financially and, you know, even with taking away cars and stuff. And it just seems like the people who want this, you know, the Club of Rome type people, it seems like they just want to do it because they enjoy, you know, the power they get. You know, they won't just want everything for themselves and they want to make sure no one else has anything and they just want essentially the what you in 2030 is is just the feudal system uh repackaged and they want to you know be kings while everyone else is peasants is what that old uh saying i'd rather um rule in hell than uh, serve in heaven or whatever something like that. right right yeah all right aaron uh let's go to you on this covid lockdown another like i said ten thousand foot view of everything as a whole and the covid lockdown was part of it as the attack on the West, um, what do you think the point of it was and, and what, where are we going with it? Uh, yeah, I think we were every, that was the biggest thing for me, you know, was the, uh, you know, the fact that, that everybody globally, you know, at 10,000 foot view, uh, 
you know, they we everybody globally decided to, you know, all go along with this plan to to lock down and do all that stuff. And so they get all these countries out here that that don't necessarily have constitutional individual rights. You know, I think that the the lockdown itself was the basically the last sort of uh, test to see if they could go ahead and move forward to the next step. They'll, you know, there's steps in their plan. We know there's a plan. And so to for us to all lock down and, and to give in and they're going to monitor that, you know, if, I think I genuinely believe if we would have pushed back and just said, you know, to, uh, to, to everybody that said that, you know, they got us all to go against our natural rights, freedoms, whatever, to move about as free individuals, you know, without restriction from anybody for any reason, you know, there, that's, that's just an innate, something that's built into humanity. So, uh, yeah, I think whenever they locked everybody down and we went along with it, that was just a test of our compliance, you know, whether or not, and I, there's obviously more to it than that. I mean, that they're, they're, they're shots, who knows, you know, I have no idea what, you know, what, what's in them or what they, what they do. I, we know they kill people that's, they're not, good for you. You know, they're not helping people. I know that for a fact. And so, uh, yeah, I think it was a compliance test to say, okay, you know, we had the majority of people went along with this. We had very little pushback. Let's, let's move on with the, with the next step, which is the, the climate thing. And the climate thing is critical. If people cannot, Oh God. Yeah. People cannot recognize that, mm -hmm. that, that, and see, that's the thing. Like, so it had to be, it had to be a virus, you know, for the lockdown. Let me go back to invisible the, enemy. It's it always an invisible enemy. It, had, it couldn't have been anything else, you know. Ever so since it Vietnam, Biden, it's an it invisible had to be enemy. Trump because they knew Trump had just basically unwavering support, you know, from I would say probably seventy or eighty percent of people, you know, nationwide. I mean, there were no, you know, uh, there were no Biden signs during the, the the election. They didn't even exist. He didn't even have to campaign, so he had unwavering support, and so they knew that if if he pushed it. People would do it because it was Trump. It's always it's always a Republican that does that stuff. You um, know? can I can I stop you for a second? Because mm -hmm. you said something that I want to expand on before I forget. Um, you mentioned that globally, everybody everybody went against. It's kind of counterintuitive against our natural rights and our natural what we want to do, right? And we did this lockdown thing. We kind of went along with it. Um, I thought that was interesting because I hadn't really thought about this. So I wrote it down as you're talking. Did everybody go along with it or did all of the media go along with it? And that going back to our theme from a 10,000 uh, foot high view of is this a planned attack on the West? Uh, we, we know about Operation Mockingbird and how the media we've seen it. We've seen, they we've lie. seen the clips. You know, that's a right? fact. That's, this that's, is, but this is, this is one step beyond. This is not just the U S and their little operation. This was a global effort. Mm -hmm. uh, th that kind of reeks of like pre-planned. Well, yeah, I came from know. the UN, <laughs> you know, the UN, that was the, uh, the UN and the, the WHO, you know, well, who controls the WHO? Who gives the most money to the WHO? Who, who you are know, any of these people? William who are they? they? Yeah. Well, right. You know? And so, uh, you know, this is all old. These are all old money, old royalty type families, you know, that 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 like they like to control people. They like the power. They like to keep do you, do what you think got. it's old? Do you think it's like old money? I mean, because it, it, I, I hear this theory that these, uh, you know, the same families have been in power and maybe Brian can speak on this. I don't know a lot about it, 
because uh, we talk about the Rockefellers and stuff like that. And yeah, that's old money within the U.S. But globally, are these old dynasties that are just trying to stay in power? Uh, what what, mean by old, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, we're we're looking at these things one at a time. We're picking them apart, and we can see that this stuff's obviously planned. It's been planned. For what end? I well, I know what the end <laughs> they is. Tell, but... They tell us it is. That's what's funny is because they literally yeah. go through and tell us. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, go the ahead. The thing Brian. with them Stop. telling us, they call it like revelation of the method or whatever, and they think like yeah. if they tell us what they do, and then no one figures it out, then they deserve that whatever happens to them, and it's like just total nonsense. <laughs> I agree with them uh, on that. All right, I let's agree. let's swap yeah. over. Let's swap over to something else. All right. So what do we talk about? We talk about immigration. That's obviously, um, you know, if, if my life sucks in my country uh, and I decide that I want to go to the U.S., I probably would not go down way south of Mexico and then walk several thousand miles. Um, and then I wouldn't obviously just randomly happen to come across a couple, you know, 100,000 people doing the same thing from other countries. That probably wouldn't happen. I mean might as well buy a lottery ticket if you believe that one. Um, we talked about that. We talked about other stuff, but now I want to talk about something that really upsets me. And this, this ties into immigration is the war on drugs, uh, specifically with fentanyl. Cause they talked, they actually talked about this in the news today. Um, but they were more concerned with Hunter Biden's, you know, plea deal, sweetheart deal. Of course he's going to get a sweetheart deal, whatever, but fentanyl, the, this drug is killing people left and right. Hundreds of thousands of young people are dying from this drug that can actually kill you just from a minute amount if, if your body doesn't like it. This is being produced in um, China, and it's being brought through the southern border. And it's no less, in my opinion, than a chemical attack on the United States by the People's Republic of China. My opinion, I'm sorry, that's how I feel about it. They've declared war on us by doing a chemical attack on, on our young people. What are you, your thoughts on it? We'll start with Brian this time. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really looked into the whole fentanyl thing, but I've heard that, you know, China's shipping it in and it just... Well, they're disguising well, it. They're disguising it as um, over-the-counter medications such as aspirin and things like that. And they're also putting it in candies. And they, I mean, it's oh, obviously, really? it's, got uh, it's not, it's not like, Hey, I got some crack here in the alley. Come buy some of this fentanyl. No, they're putting it into medications and, you know, our, and our, our uh, insurance system is so bad that people can't afford to go to Walgreens. So they're trying to get these, you know, off-label kind of medications or not off-label but you know generic brand medications and it may be fentanyl why why would you why would you disguise a deadly substance in an aspirin unless you're intending to kill people that aren't drug addicts like right. seriously exactly yeah that's it's it's a it's a chemical attack that's my opinion sorry i'll step back are we sure that's go. even going on just to play the devil's advocate here i mean are we sure that's even taking place i mean i know that i know that they uh you know, we've we've heard about, you know, and like I said, I'm not I'm just playing the devil's advocate here and looking looking at it as a whole. You know, uh, obviously, drugs are 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 bad for for everyone, right? I mean, there's it's a I've, I'm more aware of that particular subject than than probably most. Um, but, you know, if, if you know, uh, they wouldn't be 
they could ship it over here all they wanted to. I mean, they could put big piles of it at the edge of town. And if people don't take it, then it's not, it's, it's, it's a moot point. So it kind of goes back to the main, the main overarching issue here is there's a problem with people. There's, we have a spiritual problem in this country. Well, that that's the problem though, Aaron, is that um, some people are, are ODing on it because they know they're doing drugs. Some people do. Some people are t taking it thinking that it's a painkiller. I don't know that's that that's and, happening. And they're they're putting in like little um you know lollipops and candy and stuff like well, that. Well, they they do have lollipops. I mean, I've eaten fentanyl suckers before. They give them to they give them at the hospital to to people uh to terminal patients. I've eaten those, and the they uh are delicious actually, but they taste like a a pixie that's stick. Scary. A that pixie is scary. Stick. It's not. I mean, it's not. It's a normal. I mean, they they I've had. They give you fentanyl at the hospital, so it's not like okay, it's something. But, but I'm not talking about. It's a difference between something you would prescribe as a doctor I mean, fentanyl, versus fentanyl. something that is ten thousand times worse that's coming over the border intentionally. Well, yeah, over the border comes over in, intentionally, though, and, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not saying that China's good. I'm not saying that that fentanyl is good. What I'm trying to say is, is you know, we if you if you go. You know, that's the thing. Okay, so it's it's a bad deal. What are we going to do to stop it? You know, what do we do? I mean, what we put. We I don't know if I if I brought a bottle of tequila over from Mexico on a cruise, uh, I got to go through the duty thing and, you know, pay my taxes or whatever, you know, uh, declare it. Uh, yeah, they, they, I don't agree with they, any of that. Well, I don't either, but we have the ability to do it. Sure, we, but can, we, we don't can have the desire. The yeah, we could definitely we, stop the stuff at the border if we could. We, you know, if we, we put a military, we the military it, yeah. down there. Yeah, no, we could put the military on the southern border and close it right now. That could be done. You know, we could. We could also. You know, we could go and voice our opinions at Congress. You could go that take clip out your rant and take that to Congress, and they could go through and they could ramp up. You know, uh, enforcement on on fentanyl. And we're going to have the exact same problems that we're having right now with the drug war. So here's here's where I have a problem. Here's where I have a problem with that. Okay. Um, playing defense, you're constantly going to be shifting your defense. So, you, mm -hmm. okay, close off the southern border. Now it's the freaking, it's a submarine coming in on the west coast. Now it's the northern border. It's, it's Look, we go on the offense. China's yeah. producing this, and I'm not talking about what you're talking about, which is like prescription-grade pharmaceuticals which i don't mm -hmm. even agree with but i'll just for the sake of argument we're talking about some some stuff that kills you if you get like a, a smidgen of it on Are your you finger sure about, i don't think that's that's not true no bro i could show you videos i, uh, I don't and, and I this know. is i mean I've, I've done it i've done it I mean, no. it's not like, okay well know, we'll I mean, get we'll get together offline i'll show you um i'll I, show you I'm what, no, what's I, out I, I've, seen the I've seen the videos but I, I've but here, here's my people point that have, that have done Chinese fentanyl and it's not like what you're talking about. It's it just it, what you're describing is something that I have not personally witnessed. Well, Maybe it's something in the fentanyl. But the point is, it's coming it does, from China. It, it can't we have to go on the offensive. Yeah. So this is what we need to do. We need to cut China off. We need to bring production back here. Stop relying on China for their cheap plastic garbage and their slave labor for sure. Bring production back here and cut them off. That's how we win this war. Yeah, the thing that's is, it, but we, you know we, what? That's, it's it's yeah, not going to happen because that. that's what that's what started this whole mess is is offshoring all of our stuff to China. You know when yeah. we, you know when we put gave all of our production and that was another part of the plan. I mean that's kind of what kicked this thing off. You know, um, 
you know, with 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 China. We if we if we cut off China tomorrow, we would be in deep deep trouble, and they know that. And so, you know, once they invade Taiwan, what are the what is the American people going to do? That's going to be that's the big one. I mean, that's going to be the catalyst. So to we're going to be fighting on two. We're yeah. going to be fighting on two proxy fronts. We're going to be fighting in Ukraine, or we'll be fighting in in but, Taiwan. And, and that's the we thing, don't even they, have the ammunition. But they want us Ukraine. to lose. Like I think we've they've already chosen us to lose. That's where I'm trying to. That's the one thing that I don't know. Like right, because they want America to go down. Okay, so if they want America, that's to the go point. Down, that's the point of this episode is to show that this is an orchestrated, well planned, well thought out, hundred year plan. Yeah. Um. And and. You brought up the, in here anytime, Brian. We're not, we're just talking, buddy. So just, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Brian, I, I actually want to go to Brian for a minute um, because you touched on the war aspect, which I didn't plan on talking about actually, but, um, but it's a very valid thing that, I mean, because that's part of the plan is to destabilize us, to keep us busy. Um, they want us to lead our munitions. Brian, what do you think about all this Ukraine stuff? I mean, just your thoughts. Well, is it real? I mean, what's going on with Ukraine, uh, Taiwan, stuff like that? I mean, I, I would say there is probably some sort of conflict happening. It is weird, though, that you don't see any videos of any of the conflict just flooding social media. But it seems to like when the war started, you know, my position was just like, it, it's Ukraine, it's Russia. We don't need to look, do anything with it, be involved with it. Um, and then I learned later that it's due to 2014 when we implemented a coup over there because I watched a... Uh, Oliver Stone's documentary, Ukraine on Fire, and this totally could have been avoidable, the coup as well, because the prime minister wanted to go seek a trade agreement deal, and he went to the EU to seek that deal, and the EU basically wanted to put all these climate restrictions on gasoline and stuff, and that's a big part of their economy. He said no, so he went to Russia to seek a, a trade deal with them, and then that's when the U.S. stepped in and implemented their coup. And well, so, I mean, we we also have an uh, agreement with Russia um, that the UN, and this isn't an agreement necessarily between the U.S. and Russia, it's between the UN uh, or the NATO forces. But I don't know which one of the two um, that that says that hey, our union will stay one border away from you, and we right. have repeatedly, and I'm saying we as we are part of this group, we have repeatedly uh, violated that, and so. You know, Ukraine to me was kind of a, uh, and I don't believe in the whole conflict anyway, because everything we saw from the, the get go when it started, when we actually had video and pictures and smoke, uh, smoldering buildings and stuff, that was reverse image looked up and found out that that was actually different places around the globe from the past. Uh, so the whole thing was uh, shenanigans from the get go. And I think it's just a big money pit. Uh, there, there may be actual conflict going on there, um, but it's been going on for right. God knows how long before we got involved. Uh, and we don't have any business being there. We don't because we agreed to stay one border away, which we are not um, keeping to. So are we the baddies? You know, oh, yeah. we're down. And, so and, and NATO, it was created to kind of go against the Soviet unions, right? So when the Soviet union fell, yeah. shouldn't NATO have Absolutely. disbanded because Absolutely. It was no longer a that is a very or... valid point, Brian. Yeah. That is a very valid point. What but you know what? Once you get the power and these people are not even elected, they were this, kind of like this hand-picked. is the thing. You know, we we built a, we built our entire economy after World War II. I mean, what 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 
brought the United States up to up to superpower status was was World War II. I mean, before World War II, we were just kind of on a everybody was kind of battling for the stuff. World War II brought the United States up to mega power. When we decided to go over there and and kick shit out of Germany um, and uh, Japan, you know, everybody went to work and we turned up the heat. You know, so let's every, let's let's peel that let's, let's peel that onion back. Here. So this let's is what that onion back a bit, man. Um, I'm about, so I'm about to hang on a second. Let me finish this. Okay. So what happened was when when we ramped up the economy into overdrive, everybody went to work, businesses were created, money was flowing, everything was great, and so and we were able to, and that's when the military industrial complex, as it was explained, was created at that point through strife through war okay you know we our economy is built on war and has been built on war since then so you've got all the imagine we've got all these companies you know large giant corporations like boeing and uh you know massive corporations that are that are built around war and so when the when the soviet union evaporated they were uh it was my understanding that they did that as a strategic move to basically just get rid of the you know they knew that that would be detrimental to the to the united states economy and so whenever they got you know whenever they went away what are you going to do with all these industries that are built around war that, that they don't have an enemy so we're constantly not we but the united states is constantly going around and looking for enemies to keep these people employed you know it's the same thing with the medical industry we've got this vast network of medical people that they you know, with a business, you have to keep, if you're not expanding, then it's a, you're essentially contracting. It's a bubble, man. It's a bubble. And that you, you kind of hitting the same point I wanted to make was, you know, what happened? Um, World War One or World War Two, right? Um, that we had, we saw major um, progression in our industry and, you know, uh, basically leaps and bounds in technology. But how did they get there? Well, the government took people's money. They took our wealth uh, to invest and, and it, it provided, a, um, you know, some kind of stimulation to, you know, uh, growth. They just started printing it. Yeah, well, and, and before, they started, before they selling, started really printing you know. it. But the thing is yeah. that that's a plan that worked. Um, we had uh, lots of industry come up, during, you know, to support the war and stuff like that. And they, they did it off of people's backs, off their savings. They did it by deflating the currency or inflating the currency. They, they basically stole our wealth. And then that was, a, that was a model that worked for them. So we have to continually be in a perpetual state of war or inflating the currency because that's what the government thinks. The government thinks if it can, if it can inject enough money, it's going to be prosperous. Well, but it's that, it's gone to the point now where it's it's detrimental. We've got to, to sell society. the product though, you know, because we were selling all that stuff, and we 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 yeah, sold we don't we do sold it anymore. It to Germany, we sold it to Great Britain. We all the all of our our construction places, people went over and rebuilt the whole damn Europe, you know, Germany and all that. That was all us, and so that was great. That was great for business. I mean, from the fifties on, I mean, that was like a the most prosperous time in the United States because we were rocking and rolling, you know. But then once you don't have the, the the demand, the demand goes away. The demand is all of this crisis that we. Well, we've we've backed yeah. con we, we've helped countries that use slave labor. We put ourselves out of business. 
We really did. And with overregulation because the government's greedy. They think that they take more money, they can inject more money and we'll be more prosperous. No, you take enough money and people shut up, uh, they shut down their business and they go overseas. That's what happens. That's yeah. what, look at New York. I was in upstate New York where I seen all kinds of closed down businesses and everyone was on freaking welfare because they overregulated the bit. The only thing that was left in the town was an, uh, half of the air brake factory because the other half had to shut down. They couldn't pay all their employees. So they scaled down. And then the, the, you know, the little Christmas tree air fresheners that hang on your, uh, mirror. That's actually in Watertown, New York. I actually had to go see it for myself, but that's pretty cool. But that's the only two industries left. And there's all these people. Uh, it like Does it smell like those little trees in that city? Can you smell it? <laughs> no. I, I only went by and took a picture of that. I don't even know where you trees. find those trees. I've been looking to plant one of those in my backyard, and I just can't find them no. anywhere. Anyway, let's let's pause. Me and me and you've been going back and forth, Moss Band. Uh, Brian, any thoughts on what we're talking about about war and? Yeah, and, the yeah. industry of it is all. You know, it was a very good point from from Aaron that it's just money all the time, and you know, I recently finally got around to reading uh smedley butler's wars racket and when you read he wrote that after world war one and when you read that and he talks about all this money the armaments manufacturers and weapons manufacturers even clothes manufacturers made compared to pre-war one it was like a thousand percent increase in profits yeah. and you know one of the things was like they bought millions and millions of pairs of shoes and more than half of those didn't get used on the soldiers mm -hmm. and then you kind of read that and you look at the money they made and then you think how we had World War II after that. And then Korea, Vietnam, Gulf War, Afghanistan, now Ukraine. It's just America on. has been at an endless state of war since World War II, pretty much. hundred percent. And the yeah, bankers. I mean, and, if those people, if the, all those businesses disappeared tomorrow and all of those people became unemployed, could you imagine what that would do to our economy? We would be we would be we would be Russia. Essentially, I mean, what, what we're doing with war is it's a dig a hole and fill it in mentality. Let's yeah, just we throw a grenade and be like, going. hey, your stuff's blown up. You want to buy some of our stuff? You know, that's kind of what it looks like to me. And an interesting part about that is if you read Smedley Butler's thing and you it, he shows the profits before World War One these companies were making and the profits after. And they were making really good profits even before World War One. So they just it seems like they, you know, got greedy. You know, they get greedy off they make substantially more after the war starts and they just, you know, money. It's Maybe Greta, Greta Thunberg was onto something when she talked about uh, fantasies of endless economic growth. Cause that's what <laughs> we do with war. We think it's going to yeah. be endless economic growth uh, when there's diminishing returns at some well, point. We can have an economy based on anything. We just happen to be since world war two based on war. That's what's worked for us. If we, if our medical industry, mm -hmm. You know, as a whole, just imagine that everybody that worked for a hospital or the medical industry or anything that had to do with medicine in general just became unemployed tomorrow. And then imagine if the military people or the, the government types like everybody from the mayor up uh, was unemployed tomorrow. I mean, you would talk about what I mean, I don't even know what the percentage would be, 60 percent of people or something. I mean, it's a massive amount of people that are either employed in one of those two, one of those two industries. And if, you know, if they're being stagnant, their goal, I mean, their stated goal is to bring profit to their business. They are mandated by law to bring profit to their companies. If then, if, if they don't have that sort of mentality by law, they're, you know, they're essentially, uh, it's a felony if they're 
to, to do so. So that there, all of the incentive, every the all the incentive is to continue to produce profits, to continue to expand, continue to hire more people, and and do all this stuff. And it eventually gets to the point to what we see today. They have to seek out and create these issues to to bring to bring to make payroll on Friday. And the government is the same way. And these banks are the same way. We're to the point where we banks cannot make payroll on Friday. They got to have direct deposits. So you never see the money. You know, if everybody. Oh, and that's going to lead into our next. Went and cashed their check on Friday. I bet you you'd see a good percentage of the banks not even able to make payroll on Friday. That's going to lead into our next subject, which is the finances. And let's let's pause here in a minute, guys. I just want to. you guys can keep going. I got I got some stuff I got to take care of. Give, give us ten minutes. Give us ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Eight thirty. Yeah, we're good. Um, okay, so check it out. Um, let's let's back off a little bit because we're kind of gotten the weeds on that war thing, which is a uh, it's it's a good topic to talk about. But ten thousand foot in the sky from my little hang glider, right? Um, we're looking at it. Uh, attack on America. I think that the war was definitely by design. Um, I don't think that was necessarily designed to bring down. The United States, I think it was designed to like uh, boost economic growth, get people reelected, things like that. Um, but it is part of why we're falling. Uh, but going to the money thing, and this is 100% a global agenda, and I won't bring it on screen. We've done it a million times. Angry Tiger talks about it all the time about the CBDC. Um, this is quite possibly the final shoe to drop because when you can't feed your family, you're going to take whatever they give you, whatever they give you to feed your family. You were talking about making payroll by Friday. Mossman, mm-hmm. whenever you have to go um, through the CBDC to make your payroll on Friday, because otherwise it's going to take you a week to, to get those transactions. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, what do you, what do you call it? I think I'm missing the word right now, but we're to, make to, everything so bad that we have to take it. We either going to, they're well, court. Well, I mean, let's, let's look at the Let's, yeah. let's start here. How do, you, how do you get the entire world to take CBDC? Okay. First, you've got to get rid of local banks. They've already set this precedent and they, they started uh, by shutting down a few banks and saying, well, they're not soluble. Can you name one bank on the planet that's soluble? One. Name one. The dollar isn't, all isn't soluble. I mean, there is no, I mean, the fiat currency isn't soluble by design. I mean, there's somebody that's going to be left out swinging in the wind. Well, the, here here we go. Brian, mm-hmm. give me 20 bucks. Just give me 20 bucks, right? <laughs> I take that 20 bucks that belongs to Brian. I pay him a very smidgen if I pay him anything at all on interest. And I loan that 20 bucks to 10 other people. At that point, I'm not soluble because I owe, you know, I, I'm supposedly have uh, 20 bucks times 10, but I only have 20 bucks from Brian. No bank on the planet is soluble because we we operate in this thing called fractional banking. So what they're going to do is they're going to pick and choose local banks that aren't going to go along with the CBDC. So you're going to pretend they're going to pretend that you have a choice. They're going to offer CBDC. They're going to offer it as a convenience, uh, especially to businesses. They'll start it with businesses, like you said, making payroll and things like that. It'll it'll happen more quickly and everything will be taken care of. Great. Whatever. Then they'll start paying people directly that way. But then there's going to be some people that hold out because they're going to stay with their local banks. But those banks will be found to be insoluble and they'll consolidate them and they'll consolidate them into a bank that, oh, we don't do that. We, we don't deal in cash anymore. It's all CBDC. Everything's direct deposit. It's going to go to a, your, your smartphone. 
you know, your chip in your arm, uh, biometrics, two-factor authentication, so no one can steal your identity. It'll be sold like that. That's my opinion on it. Um, and again, looking from 10,000 feet above and saying that this is a global attack on America and all Western nations, it is a global initiative. Even Russia is doing it. China is doing it. Everyone's doing it. If you go to the CBDC, uh, cbdctracker.org and go look, they're, they're all launching it at the same freaking time. Do you not think this is an organized freaking attack on our liberties, on our freedom, on people by a small, small, small group of people? Probably enough to fill, not even enough to fill a freaking stadium. It's like such a small amount of people. What gives them the right? But anyway. Yeah. Um, as far as the money's go, you know, as far as CBDC, this is my opinion. And this is just opinion. You know, we know that it's coming. Do we, that's not a... That's not a that's not a mystery. I don't even think the majority. Well, a year ago, it was a conspiracy theory. Yeah, well, not well, now I, it's not. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We've got, you know, and so they, I mean, they've got two options with with CBDC on how they essentially make people take it. You know, there's going to take a it's going to take a literal act of God for me to take it. You know, if I'm starving, then well, first of all, I'm not gonna, get you. first of all, I'm not ever going to be starving. That's not a, that's not a problem for me. I'll be able to find food. It's not that big a deal, but for some people, it will be the the city folk that that don't know how to run a fishing rod. We're going to have problems, and so, uh, but you know, they'll either make it. There's there are two choices. They're going to make it so difficult, absolutely so miserable for the people of this country to operate on a day to day basis. No fuel, no power, no nothing, and they're going to offer that as the only thing that will that will get them out of this. If you take this, then you'll be okay. And so that's that's the ex one extreme. The other one is they slow roll it, kind of like what they're doing now, and they just offer it in um, different things. They just kind of ease it in just to kind of get an idea about what's going on. Then eventually, you know, say your tax return money comes back and it'll be CBDC. And so then you'll then they'll offer it as free. So they'll be like, hey, here's five thousand dollars in CBDC. Spend it any way you want. They're gonna, and so they'll give it to us and we're going to go out, we're going to buy a new Vizio TV or whatever it is that people buy. And, um, and then they're, they're, they're using it. They're going to get used to using it that way. And then all of a sudden be like, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to tell you guys that um, since we gave you that money, we're going to go ahead and tax it at the end of the year and buy us. Actually, all of your taxes this year are going to be due in CBDC. And so you either pay us in CBDC or we're going to come kick your door in and rape your wife. And so, um, What's it going to be, you know? And I think yes, that's, I, I think I that's see the it. way I see it, you know. Aaron, I, I see that's the end game. And, and um, you know, you, you say that you would not want to take it. I wouldn't want to take it. But um, I think for most people across the globe, when you see your children crying from starvation and the only thing standing between you and food is to go along with the system, you're going to feed your children. I think that's how it's going to come. For most people, it will be. That's what I'm saying. They And they yeah. know that. They will. They, will, they, they, they will take your property. Yeah, they'll make it so miserable. See, I'm willing to I'm willing to sacrifice myself and my children not to do it because I know that that CBDC is the absolute nail in the coffin, you know. And that's what we need to present to people that my life, your life, matter of fact, my kids' life is irrelevant when it comes to what that particular system is capable of doing. And that that's the message that needs to be brought to people. And that's what Angry Tiger is screaming about on a day to day yeah. basis is because oh he's on it. We accept that for whatever reason. You know, it does not matter. It does not matter the 
the the cost to life or for property or anything it cannot go through it, there is no choice to be made there because if we take it and we accept it as a whole and that's the problem is it's going to be tough and we're all every one of us is going to has got a choice to make in the coming future in the coming years on what they're really really willing to do you know we can all sit here and we could talk and say this and say that but when the rubber meets the road you know when you've got a bullet to your head or you've got a gun to your head that says you are going to take this or you are going to die, what choice are you going to make? And so I, it has I, to come back to, are we gen, are we free as individuals? Are we free from this world? And are we, are, is our focus here or is our focus up there or, you know what I mean? Or and I think whatever? Aaron, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I would stand with you on that principle. Um, I think what's going to get a lot of people is when it comes down to, um, their children starving. Yeah, I have you no, know? I have no faith in humanity whatsoever. You know that, yeah. JB. I've got. I let's don't think get. Do it. Let's get Brian's take on uh, <laughs> what's and yeah. and again, this is from a ten thousand uh, foot high view of uh, an overall attack on humanity, basically on liberty. And uh, where where do you think Brian's CBDC plays a part, and how do you think they're going to roll it out? Well. They'll probably roll it out similar to like something what Aaron said, you know, get you into it and then you have no choice. And, you know, from what it sounds like, it's just one step away from that mark of the beast system. So it's very dangerous. And the only solutions really are the people coming up and determining their own currency to work outside of that. I know I, it was in some documentary I saw called Money Masters. It was sometime in, in England's history. Their currency is pretty much worthless and they got these like card carve little sticks or something and that was their form of currency because mm -hmm. so it's going to be half the gold silver you know whatever um we crypto whatever which crypto seems kind of dangerous in the sense that it's it's pretty much you know kind of what cbc is i think almost, i think crypto know, was introduced yeah, that's that's where i kind of you know and i agree with all that stuff i think for the majority of the people that put the children starving issue People are going to accept the CBDC, and the CBDC mm -hmm. will be implemented and 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 be gone through. I will probably be long gone by then, you know, because I'm just not going to do it. But the um, but a lot of people will, and so, but eventually, I believe, I hope that eventually it will become they will become so enamored with their power and their control that they just cannot help but just coming through and stomping people's heads in the ground, either literally or figuratively. And at some point, I believe that if people are, you know, have a good heart, then they will eventually recognize that. The majority of the starving children, people that, that accept it because, hey, this is what's in front of me right now. I'm gonna go ahead and do this because I feel like I have to. Um, and I'm not hating on those people at all. I mean, I, you know, I, at the end of the day, I really don't know until I'm standing there. You know what I mean? But you no, know, Aaron, I, I, I see where you're coming but from. They're gonna, like, but they will, but it has to happen to them on a personal basis. They are going to have to see their children starve to death. But let's look at, let's look at something in recent, let's look at something in recent history. Cause you're talking about a come to Jesus moment where they out themselves as, as evil as they are. And then people just wake up and say, Whoa, what's going on? You know, well, no, um, I, mean, I would say look at people will eventually get so irritated. And so it had enough, like, just like in Russia, I mean, it took them 80 years to get rid of that system. So I'm think we're probably looking at about 80 years. I, I think that they've demasculated us. So, so bad. I mean, look at what happened in Canada with the trucker rally. Trudeau basically said what he did was illegal and he did it and nothing happened to him. 
What's Nothing that? happened to him. They shut Under down case. people's bank accounts. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. this this is this is a, a precursor to what's coming with CBDC, and mm-hmm. there's nothing anybody will do about it because everyone thinks it's a bystander syndrome. Somebody really? else will do something about it. And you know what? I got my metaverse here to to be busy with right now. You those know? people and, are still and, up there, though. All those people in Canada that showed up, all those people that were standing there across the bridges, that wasn't staying there with their signs. They're all still in Canada, you know. Whether they just kind of backed off, you know, they didn't just lose the war. They just lost a battle that day. And I think that was probably one of the most inspiring things that I have seen happen since 2020. I mean, I was literally in tears sitting there. You know, uh, Australia, it it didn't get a lot of coverage here in the U.S., but Australia had a lot of uh, and Harps. uh, Hopefully he'll come on the show one day. Um, I know time zones a little different, but they had a lot of uh, really big time standing up like they did in in, uh, Canada, in Australia. And, and all of a sudden, because you, you kept seeing all this stuff in Australia, 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 and all of a sudden people said enough is enough, but they won't show you that. Yeah. They won't show you that because they don't want people to get the idea to stand up. And mm-hmm. that's why I say this is a global initiative and it is attack not just on the U.S., but on the West, everything in general. And I, I want to wrap it up here because I know you got to go, Aaron. Yeah. Um, I just want to leave a, a couple uh, food for thought things that we didn't talk about tonight. I was going to talk about what's going on with energy globally in all Western nations with the with the war on energy. I know you guys are real passionate. Maybe we'll do a follow up to this um, free travel with the cars, which ties into the energy. All these things actually tie together. That's why I wanted to do this show. All of these things that we see on an individual scale, um, they all actually are. They're, they're different octopus tentacles mm-hmm. of the same plan. And it's, it's, it's an asymmetrical warfare where they're 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 throwing things at us from so many different angles that we we don't see the forest for the trees you know what i'm saying i think think most of us do i mean at least certainly people are listening i think a lot of people do but they don't want to let us know that we do you know it's kind of hidden and and social media that was another thing i was going to talk about was uh the war on information um global war on information um but anyway uh there was a lot of other things i wanted to talk about this did run long like I thought it would. And I'm I thank you for coming on, Aaron and Brian. Oh, thank, thank you for so having much. me. Yeah, good to meet you, dude. Thank Thanks for coming on, man. Nice to meet y'all. Absolutely. Yeah, hey, hey, come, come my... to Rockfin chat in the morning on, on DK. Where are you uh, where are you listening to DK at? Rockfin. I'm in the chat sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I, yeah. I try to focus more and listen, but, right on. but I'm in there in the chat. Hi, dude. We'll see you, man. All hey, right. real quick, before you go, Aaron, I want to I want to do final thoughts. I'm gonna let Brian go first. Um Hey, we're on humanity. We're on liberty. Give us your final thoughts. Uh, whatever's on your mind, brother. My final thoughts on it are, you know, really the at the end of the day, we can only rely on God, you know, Christ. And that's really going to be the real solution in all this. And if enough people, you know, can wake up to that, then, then I think there is hope. But, yeah, that's. There's always hope, my friend. That. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Right Maybe on, not for bro. us, you know, but I, but I, I refuse to, I guess we're going into a thing. Yeah. I refuse to leave, you know, to, to answer the question, uh, from a grandchild to say, what did you do when you were, you know, why did you, you know, tell us about your childhood or what, you know, what happened? This is the way things were before. Of course, they'll probably, their minds will probably be so warped by that time. Who knows? But, you know, I don't want to have to answer to the fact that, you know, when push came to shove, I didn't do anything. I sat on my ass and I watched football games and didn't even try, didn't even make an effort to try to do something, you know, to try to help people, you know, and I've not been the 
a star example of, of, you know, a, a moral person my entire life. And I've, you know, just recently have, have, have begun this, you know, this journey to try to get things, try to get things straightened out at, at home with, you know, myself and everything else. And uh, it's really been, it's really been good, you know, and it, it's, it's tough for everybody to, to have to, you know, go through this and it's going to get, it's going to get a lot tougher. And I think for me, dealing with this on a day-to-day -day basis has been great because you understand, remember the, like the initial wake up point from everybody, like how just utterly devastating it was to just kind of understand for the most part, you know, the, whatever they call it, the red pill moment, whatever it is to just really, really get it. And it's like, okay, this is going on. We've got big problems. You know, you go through these emotional roller coasters and now it's not as bad as what it was on the initial thing. So for me, it's just been, we're going to have to help people go through that because all of these people that are just kind of floating around and checking their phones and, you know, watching the football game and not really caring are going to need, they're going to need some emotional support and they're going to need the help of what's gotten us through it, you know, and just be like, Hey, look, you know, we told you this was going on. We knew it was going to happen. It's that's in the past, you know, but this is what, you know, this is what got me through it. This is where, this is where the, this is where the truth lies. And so if we, if we, if we can do that and we can help some people, then I think we're all going to be in a lot better shape. So. Uh, you know, um, I guess my final thought is going to be, um, I like where you're going with that, Aaron. Uh, I remember my, I guess my kind of like initial red pill moment was when I came back to the U.S. after being gone for almost just a little shy of 10 years. And I had to go through TSA for the first time. And I was like, what happened to my country? Mm -hmm. And then uh, my next moment um, was when I came back from my first deployment. And my daughter, uh, my my stepdaughter and her stepson were sitting on the couch, and um, we flipped through, and we and and we went past the news, and the news said something critical of Obama, and uh, my daughter was like, "Oh my God, is he going to go to jail?" I was like, "What? Like no no crap." She thought that the newscaster might go to jail because she uh, because he said something bad about the president, critical of the president, right? It was something to do with some policy or whatever. And I was like, what, what's happening to our nation? But anyway, um, to, to wrap it up, I guess I would say that it's kind of nice. You know, once you are red pilled, you kind of want to run out and tell everybody, but then nobody listens. <laughs> and then you, you feel like a crazy person. So you kind of hide in the shadows and you do your little research mm -hmm. and, uh, and you get smarter about things. And then sometimes you find a community sometimes, yeah, where sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you put on a Buffalo hat and you go to the yeah. DC and sometimes you, get you, talk, right? you have to be careful of what, you know, you got to be careful of the information you know, you and what you repeat. But it's, yeah. it's nice to have a community where you, we can talk about things and share information. And I really appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate you coming on tonight, Moss, man. I know it's short Always. notice, but no problem. I, I ranted, I ranted. I said, Moss, let's just throw away the show I was going to do. Let's do this. Let's do this show instead. It's live radio. Let's do it. And do then it. Brian, you basically, I gave you an invite literally one minute before we started the show and you yeah. came in. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I look forward to having you again, Brian. It was great to have you on. You're awesome, dude. Um, anyway, let me go ahead and wrap it up. So Moss man can get out of here. And, uh, so I guess that does it for tonight. Remember to hold your ground, watch the enemy, improve the foxhole and always look out for one another until next night, guys. You've been watching the foxhole with Jason Barker.